because my first show was at that church. I did okay. Uh, and then I closed on a joke about uh, my parents doing foster care and getting getting kids. Um, we had a girl who used to hide uh, food under her pillow and she would like not even in like a container or nothing, just like the raw like piece of chicken would just be there like chips <laughs> without the bag and all kind of shit under the pillow. Uh, and then we got this other kid. We go to look at this kid. And, and my parents like him. They're like, you know, he's a good kid and everything, but he has a thing with shoes. We're like, what do you mean he has a thing with shoes? We're like, yeah, he uh, he steals shoes and uh, 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 jacks off in them. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, I say this at the church, and they're like, all right, you're done. Hey everyone, I'm Luke Gaston, and you're listening to Goofin', the only podcast that fucks. Uh, I tried, I was thinking, like, what if I did a whole radio show where I was just deep radio voice? 94.3, the fuck? Uh, no, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hope you're all doing good. Hope you're all doing great out there. I'm doing pretty darn good. I'm really enjoying getting back to doing a few open mics that are popping up and, and just, oh, eating shit again. Really feels good to just, you know, all these months just dedicating time to be like, I miss comedy. Oh, wish you would come back. And then going down to Denver and eating my own, uh, my own shit. <laughs> but I'm glad, I mean, that's the process. You go out there, it's like, hey, is this funny? And they say, hey, go fuck yourself. Try again later. And, uh, I will. So glad you're all doing good. Hopefully, hope you're doing good. I had a few people I met up with who are saying, hey, listen to the podcast. It's pretty cool. Keep doing it. So cool. I will. Uh, I've, I've been waiting for someone to come at me. It's like, hey, you need to fucking stop. <laughs> I wish people were like that. Like, you know that thing you do? Uh, no one likes it. But boy, howdy, we have a good show for you today. My guest today, he's a he's a headlining comic around these parts, and he's a comedy works regular. Uh, put your hands together, slap your neighbor, jump up and down for the very funny D. Kelly. I heard you got stuck in Europe. Almost. Almost stuck. Almost stuck in Europe, yeah. How's that? Uh, it was, uh, I didn't want to come back. I'll be honest. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, I was in France. So France is nice. And uh, it was real chill. And I mean, they closed everything, though. So closed everything. Our flight got canceled. Luckily, we actually know somebody who flew, who's a pilot for the airline, which is how we found out that our flight was canceled. Because it said it was not canceled. So we're Whoa. thinking. And it was by one day, literally. So if we'd have waited, so we just had to change our ticket by one day. So you would have just been stuck um, and there. Our, well, and we had to change our airline because they canceled all flights leaving France. Was the like the plane ticket like insanely expensive? No, we didn't. They pay for it. We didn't pay for it. No? No. Oh, they, good. they just, they had to switch it because they didn't offer any flights at all. Really? So it was like United, uh, I think we flew United, either United or Delta. They, they canceled all their flights leaving. Wow. So no flights were going into the States. So we had to fly Air France out of France to get back to the United States. Did you get some free wine? Uh, yeah, they give you... Air France is nice. It's real nice. <laughs> those really those European nice. airlines just are like, would yeah. you like a bottle of wine, Sam? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the intro, uh, you know, they show a little video. That shit was like models and like <laughs> like Prada bags and all kind of high heel pumps and shit. It was nice. so nice. Um, yeah, and then they have wine and then, of course, like... All kind of movies and you know. So it was a good flight home. Yeah, it was pretty chill. It wasn't bad. That was a. Uh, I remember my buddy got stuck in China, like in China, 
And Damn. the only flights were available were like three thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I heard those stories. <laughs> uh no, we didn't pay anything. So it was good. It worked out. But they're they were like partner airlines, so they're basically the same thing. Yeah. They they're owned by the so they just there's only like four people. Our... There's only four companies that own all airlines. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So well, it worked out. Well, glad you made it back, dude. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't bad. France is nice. Uh, I don't speak a lick of French. Yeah, what did you do thing, when you were there? Uh, so my sister played basketball over there. She was up in a city called, oh, shit, what was that city called? I don't remember. Some small city up north, like uh, two hours out north of Paris. Nice. A little, um, little, little country. Yeah, so we were staying in an Airbnb in this small village. Like, it was a tiny little town. Uh, we were actually staying. The the mayor, she's the, she wasn't the current mayor, but the previous mayor, she had just stopped being mayor like a few months ago we stayed in her uh basically they turned a garage into an airbnb night was it sick um, yeah it was pretty nice it wasn't bad uh and then you know of course the food is better everything even mcdonald's is better really yeah dude what was the yeah. best thing you ate out there uh oh shit i don't know man we cooked uh we went to a restaurant i went to a thai restaurant over there that was pretty good um that's always so weird when you go to different countries like you go to like africa and it's like dude the thai food was awesome yeah <laughs> i don't french food is boring and bland so like i was really? searching i was it was me and my wife and then we went to go see my sister so we actually only got to see her play one time um because they canceled her they ended up canceling her season and she left early she actually left before we did and we went over there to see her uh <laughs> But anyway, searching for a date night and, you know, I'm searching all the, the French food and I wanted to try, but it's all, they, they're good at like technique, but the flavors, I was like, boring. Not, yeah, it's so boring, bland, the presentation's a little. Because they always like, yeah. I've, I've seen like French cooking where it's, they, they shove the truffle, the truffle up like a, a turkey's ass and then they boil it and. Yeah, so needless to say, we stayed away from French food. <laughs> and we were quarantined. So literally over there, you have to have a paper where you sign and fill out and say where you're going. You can go exercise. You could go to the store and you could like do another thing. And this is, we went for about two weeks. And the first week we did everything. We went and saw Paris. And then I think the next day or two, they closed Paris. So we got in just in time. Did everything they shut down closed. before America did? Uh yeah, cause Italy was getting blasted, oh, and they had yeah. they had more. When we left the states, there was like five cases. Like there wasn't any cases in the states at all. Mm -hmm. And then that what like it was like a week that first week, and then the states start hitting and hit. And then the, by the second week, that's when they closed the border. So he's like, "We're closing the border. If you're out of the country, then you're just out of the country." What would you have done in fr in France? Just. Man, Sh shows? <laughs> uh, nah, not at all, man. Everything was shut down. They shut down hard. You had to go through police checkpoints. Damn. Um, and and you had to have that paper signed. And if you didn't have that, they write you a ticket. Yeah. So you had to say <laughs> oh, where shit. you're going. Yeah, they were kind of strict, but you know they also kicked it kind of quick. <laughs> they did a good job. Yeah. We're not doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. So I think they're. Onto their second wave now, yeah. I think so. I think we're just still. I think we're just gonna have one giant wave. Yeah, just one wave. Yeah, <laughs> one. What you know that that last wave in the wave pool that's like huge. Yeah, yeah. And just spl splashes and kills everyone on the way. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't. It was. I don't know. I liked France, man. It was fun. Europe is awesome. Yeah. 
And then I, I heard you can like do shows in France. Like there's a there's a like a boat show you can do. Yeah, I was gonna hook up all those shows before COVID. Like so, I didn't even. I'm just like I, it's a hassle already. Yeah. But I, I definitely had the connect. I mean, I, I had the conversations uh, before because I had known I was going to France. So there was a few guys that went over there and did shows, and they were, they recommended a couple. Nice. Um, but yeah, I didn't even. It, it wouldn't even worked out because stuff was shutting down so quick. That's so there. shitty, man. Yeah. That's so bad. The the Louvre was closed, so we just literally drove by and looked at it. <laughs> uh, a bunch of stuff was closed. You didn't get to see the Mona Lisa. Uh uh-uh, not at all. I heard that the Mona Lisa is they they like the actually more expensive piece is behind the Mona Lisa and no one looks at it. There's I'm like sure. A, there's like a wall, and then yeah. the other side is like the like rarest piece of art. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. It's massive. It takes up blocks. That's crazy. Yeah. It's <laughs> so like much driving art. around. It it took I don't know ten minutes just to, and you're driving under tunnels and then you kind of go past it, but it's it's blocks long. Damn. So they have they're so I couldn't imagine what stuff they have in there. You can't even do it in one day. No. There's no way. And like, that's so much art too. It's like all right. After a while, it's like, dude. I, yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna go back? Oh yeah. Um, I wanted to go to. There was a lot of shit I wanted to do. We were gonna go to Normandy, which closed. All that was closed. We were gonna go uh, try to go to this because we were there for two weeks and we had a car, so we were just we were gonna go to uh, uh, Belgium. Yeah. yeah, and maybe Amsterdam on like a day trip or something. It's mm-hmm. really it was really because we were staying way up north, so it was really close. I think it was like three four hours to Belgium and then another hour to Amsterdam yeah that's from what's, there, that's so. what's crazy about Europe is like there's yeah. so much culture but like the size Texas is like most of Europe the size of Texas is Europe yeah yeah it's yeah it's crazy everything's so close nice and old <laughs> like we went to a hotel uh from the 14th century it's a hotel now but it was a castle at one point <laughs> so weird <laughs> yeah so you're like what the so we just went and like toured stuff like that drove around little villages and looked at old churches and you know, made the best of it. Uh, How'd you like the people out there? Did you meet anyone? Uh, yeah, our neighbors. Um, we went to a we went to a car museum. Um, it's like yeah, just it had old cars and vehicles, uh, European cars, a few American cars, but a lot of old European cars in there. There was an interesting lady uh, working the counter, who <laughs> we told her we were American, and she apologized. To us, she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." <laughs> Just for like what we're yeah, going through. Yeah. <laughs> and this was like the first two weeks. So the first two weeks, we were in France, and then all this, we just see all this crazy shit. So the news is different over there. They get different news, you know. They get actual more, news. Yeah, yeah. So so they're getting like all this news from America, and we're seeing it too. But you can, I mean, you can imagine yeah. being a different country that has nothing to do with the U.S. Just seeing yeah. Trump being like, "Wow, that is so. Yeah. That is really something." That is the reaction that you get. They either, you know, they're like, "Ah, oh, they feel bad for us," or they're just like, "Wow, you guys are different. That's mm-hmm. different. We don't." If understand. you went to Russia, they'd be like, "Hey, you got a great president right now. Yeah, He's yeah, killing I it." I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you done any shows since you got back, man? Oh yeah, I've actually done quite a few. That's good. Um, Zoom shows and live shows. How do you like the Zoom shows? I do not. <laughs> no one does. No. Uh, even the good ones. I've had a few good ones, but I still, I they're trash. I don't like anything about I, it. Isn't it? I think the problem with it is like you're so we're so used to getting energy from a crowd. Yeah. And when you're talking to a computer, it's just like, ah, oh, what? Yeah. I'm alone. <laughs> yeah, and it's 
it's hard to tell what jokes work or how they work or you know it's it's just really weird. Do they have any designated laughers for you? Uh yeah, I did a show with uh Dave Caldwell. Oh, uh, perfect. Yeah, he was on uh the Vale Comedy Show and he was the only uh audience member that was on the backstage feed with the comics. Really? Yeah. I, I he was one of the he's I, you can hear Dave Caldwell in like seven different oh, comedy yeah. albums. Yeah. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. He's, he's a man. He's he's legendary. <laughs> I've heard him getting like he had to get someone kicked him out of his show because he's like he's heckling. It's like, dude, no, it's he's just a he's a ball of laughter. Yep, that's Dave Caldwell. Yep, yeah. <laughs> I've seen it happen. <laughs> really, at comedy works. Uh, yeah, and heard things people like telling him to move to the back and shit like that. Oh, <laughs> which is so sad because he's like he fucking digs comedy yeah. too. And if you hear this, Dave, you can always sit in the front at my Dude, show. Dave, you get to be on stage. No, you can probably <laughs> <laughs> get a chair in the back behind me. Yeah, you a fan of the Montuckies? Uh, yeah, and I just really don't like IPAs. Really? Yeah. What is it about the IPA? You're just too bitter, too uh, yeah, happy. Yeah, they're too hoppy. I used to like. I used to, but now I hate them. I can't drink them. At it's all. weird. I was the opposite. I was like, I fucking hate IPAs, and I started yeah. drinking some. Like, all right, they're good. Yeah, and they're too. Uh, Citrusy? Nah, they get. I get like allergic, kind of, with certain alcohols. Oh, so I get almost like a allergy reaction where I get stuffy and Did shit like in, that. And IPAs is one of them. I think it's the hops. There's just so many like flowers in it. That, super floral. Yeah, it's, yeah. And every company nowadays is like, we're just we got fucking five thousand hops yeah. in every beer. It's like we don't need that much yeah. hops. Like uh, I can't drink saisons. I can't do red wine. Not really, just because yeah. they're too... Histamine, I guess there's histamines. I don't know. I get it's, stuffy as shit. Do you have any like, late in life allergies that are, all of a sudden you're just like, what? Yeah, the, that, the alcohol, I used to drink everything. I could just drink anything and everything. Mix it all, and, yeah, shoot it down. There's things I cannot touch at all. <laughs> uh, my buddy, he... Uh, well, not my buddy. Uh, my old boss was he like 65 years old, and he ate shrimp his whole life. And he says, I fucking love shrimp. And then one day, deathly allergic to shrimp. Oh. Just that overnight. Sucks. I was like, oh. That sucks. So enjoy the shit you like while it lasts, I guess. Right. Yeah, enjoy your 20s. <laughs> Dude, your 20s. How was your 20s? Tw- were you doing stand-up in your 20s? Uh, yeah, I started when I was 21. Where'd you start? Comedy. Uh, Denver. Um, My first, my very, very first show was at a church, actually. No at shit. At church youth group. That was my first, like, taste into comedy. Clean or dirty? Uh, well, clean, obviously, but then it kind of like, it, 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 it closed dirty. <laughs> I, I closed pretty dirty. Uh, yeah, and that was my last joke because they remember kicked the, me off after that. I was like, the, all right, that's it. You're done. You tr- <laughs> was it the jokes? Uh, were you, like, what were jokes were you doing? Like, how did you get the gig? Were you just man. like, I'm going to go up and do five or No, I used to go it? there and uh, I was friends with the... Uh, the the head pastor or whatever and he i told him i wanted to do comedy he was like let's do a show i'll put it together i was like oh sh- uh, i guess i'm doing this mm-hmm. so i had been writing jokes already so i just you know found all my clean stuff well you know at the, it's new so i didn't know what i was doing anyway so totally. i think i started writing clean when i first started comedy i'm pretty sure i was a clean comic uh that didn't last <laughs> too long <laughs> like how, how many sets before you're like Fuck uh, damn shit. Oh, probably like three. Like, yeah. Honestly, it wasn't. It wasn't very long because my first show was at that church. I did okay, um, but I had so I had a stack of papers typed out, 
printed out from a computer, a little stack of papers, and I was just going through my set. A lot of uh, George Bush stuff. Uh, <laughs> nice for the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is funny at a church because, you know, all Republicans and church. Oh, very. Uh, <laughs> so my first heckler experience uh, was Was in the of, pews? <laughs> uh, who was the guy? I don't know. It was like this. So, so it was black uh, church youth group. So everyone's black except for this guy. Or they're black or something, people of color, right? Uh, and maybe like a couple white kids in there, but like, nah, it's 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 uh, inner city church, yeah. But there's this one older white guy who always comes to like hang out with us, and he's super Republican, but he yeah. just likes you know he likes the energy, he wants to be around young kids or whatever. I don't know. He was helping out, but he was there, and he was so upset that I was talking about George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just looking at me. I'll never forget. He's looking at me like, don't talk about my president like that. <laughs> that's, that's my president. <laughs> yeah. And he was so upset. Uh, and then I closed on a joke about uh, my parents doing foster care and getting getting kids. Um, we had a girl who used to hide uh, food under her pillow and she would like hide like uh like not even in like a container or nothing, just like the raw like piece of chicken would just be there, like chips <laughs> without the bag and all kind of shit under the pillow. What? Uh and then we got this other kid. Uh well, we didn't get him, but like when you go to when you do foster care, um, there's usually a place where you can go and observe the kids before you like pick one. It's kind of fucked up, but they don't know. <laughs> it's like no one knows that they're being looked at. So it's not that weird. You could be touring the school or you could be like Yeah. It doing anything, but you're going to look at kids is what you're fucking doing. It's like, <laughs> window shopping for, oh, I like that one. So that was the joke yeah. you did? Uh, so we go to look at this kid, and, and my parents like him, and uh, they're like, uh, he, you know, he's a good kid and everything, but he has a thing with shoes. We're like, what do you mean he has a thing with shoes? We're like, yeah, he uh, he still shoes and uh, 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 he jacks off in them. <laughs> so... <laughs> And uh, I say this at the church, and they're like, all right, you're done. That's it. How many but people were there? It, oh, it was a lot. It was probably like 25. Oh. Yeah. And they, you know, all the kids are like, oh, cry. Everyone's laughing and shit, but they're like, yo, you got to go. All right, get out of here. Uh, and then I go hit a, open, a real open mic the next night, and I bombed hard. Uh, what open mic was it? The Lions Lair? Uh, it's a place called Cosmos. Cosmos used to be on Calamath and like Colfax and Calamath. So I think 12th or 11th in Calamath. Uh, it was a back room of a bar. It was probably about this big as yeah. this studio, maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah, just a kind of um, tiny, so tiny, tiny. Uh, this back when you could smoke, so it's super smoky, cigarette smoke everywhere. Um, you could still smoke indoors, which is like, what? Yeah. You could never imagine that in Colorado now. Like, oh, what? Yeah. No the, way. And it was so funny. They had like a smoker's yeah. section. Like the smoke stayed in one spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that whole room was just filled with cigarette and cigar and all kind of shit. Uh, and I, I went with my cousin and my brother and ate shit hard. I did all those same jokes and ate shit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then my brother and my cousin heckled me. Oh, that's no fun, yeah. man. That's, oh, dude, yeah. that's such a, sh that's why sometimes I'm afraid to bring friends or any family or anything like that, because like, well, I know them, I can, I yeah. can help out. I'm like, no, don't. Yeah. So you caught the bug when you did the, the church gig. I mean, before that, before I had, that? I had caught it before that, you that was my first stand-up 
thing, you know, that was the first time I actually like tried. You must have like when you when they kicked you off stage and some people were laughing super hard and some were not, you're probably like, Oh, that was cool. Oh, there was only that one Bush guy was not laughing. Oh. He was the only one. <laughs> he was the one with the cane that brought you off yeah, stage. Because it was such I mean, you gotta think, I don't know anything about comedy and I'm like trying to figure out how to say this clean. So I'm like I'm fighting it, you know. It, it was like a fight. Like, uh, he has a thing with shoes, and uh, he steals your shoes. And uh, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna just say it. He takes your shoes and jacks off in them. <laughs> so it was like this this build up, and then that release right there, literally. Uh, uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> hey oh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Which you know, at the time, I didn't know anything about timing or you know how to how. To, I didn't know yeah. anything. I didn't. I was I brand like new. When you, when you first start yeah. out, too, it's just all of a sudden, it feels like these like traps you've set for yourself all yeah. of a sudden worked. Like, oh, whoa, that worked. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but I'll just keep doing it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was so, it was such a long time ago to, to even think where my head was at at the time. It's, How long ago was it? I guess it was Bush. That was 2006? 14 years ago? Yeah. Damn, man. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. do you still, you still love comedy even now? Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's a fight. You gotta fight through some shit Especially to, to now. find the uh, to find the the love again because you you kind of go through a phase where it starts to go away. Yeah, but when did you had a you had a moment where it kind of went away? Because I actually had Kyle Pogan last week and he was like, "I fucking quit comedy. I'm done." Yeah, I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, I never no. thought that could happen." Yeah, <laughs> everyone probably gets there. You keep doing this long enough, you'll get there at some point. But you just have to learn to separate the 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 game of comedy or the or the the business of comedy from the art and i think if you can do that and maintain your your joy for the art of it then yeah. you'll be able to you know figure out how to how to balance that it's like a work life balance you know you have to figure out because the industry's shitty and it'll beat you down and make you feel like you're not shit yeah and uh you'll be poor and all kind of shit you know, it's it's tough. But it's, it's for the love game. of it. I remember after a show we did in Longmont together where yeah. um, you were telling me that you you were you were excited for me because I was in the moment of finding my voice in comedy. And you're yeah. saying those are the best were those are the best years. You're like figuring out what you like to do is the most fun part. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. That's true. The The first five, you know, those first five years are fun in comedy because you don't you don't know anything. And then you're like you're still in that process of figuring out what can make people laugh and and also figuring out what you can say that can make people laugh you know you kind of have to find a uh it's like learning a language you have to learn your language you know what i mean that and yeah. only you can speak that but no one can teach you that you can learn joke writing and all this other stuff and like be a good writer or whatever but when it comes to doing stand up no one can teach you how to be you that's that's what i love about it is it's the it's the truest trial and error yeah. thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did it work? Oh, don't do that. Yeah. Did it not work? Did it work? Great. Yeah. So when you're, you know, that when you're at that early stage, all of that is fun because you don't know. Once you kind of learn your language, writing, it's it changes. You know, it's a lot easier. Uh, I write differently than I did, you know, when I first started, obviously. Yeah. But even, you know, five years ago. You know, it change. It probably changed for me every five years. It just keeps evolving. Yeah, that's crazy. Did what? Did, what was the point where you? Because you said you had a point where you're like, man, this sucks. What was the point that pushed you? <sighs> man, trying to like 
get ahead. You get caught up trying to get ahead. That's what's going to take your joy away from comedy. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I'm not getting these shows. I'm not. Oh. I'm not working the club. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And you're gonna be fucked up. It's gonna fuck with your head, mm-hmm. and it's not gonna be fun. Because you're gonna see a TikTok star yeah. do an hour and get four yeah. laughs. Yeah. <laughs> and it's gonna just feel like work. It's gonna start feeling like work. Like I have to do these shows in order to get to this point, and which is not necessarily the point, you know. So I just kind of went. I hit a wall where I wasn't enjoying myself. So what I do, I just take time off, you know, because I do other shit, too. If I need an outlet, I do. I used to do. I dabbled in poetry. I dabbled in music a little bit. So what kind of music? Rap music. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, I did. I do other. I did other things at the time when I took a break from comedy. But I I probably took nine months off straight, like didn't do anything. Really? Yeah. Because when when did you get past at the comedy works? Uh, What is it? Almost Five years now? Four? It's been a little while now. Four or five years. Um, that must have been a big time, right? Like you finally got past it. Because yeah. getting, getting past the Comedy Works is not easy. No, it's not. It's super hard. Because yeah. what I love about Comedy Works is uh, they'll, they'll have comics from all over the country come to do Comedy Works. And some of them say, like, I'm bringing my own people because the people you have there just crush too hard. Yeah, that does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, got a, we, we definitely have a reputation down there um, for being good openers. But uh, I think, I don't know, I had a unique path because I, pro- I could have got past like years ago. And when when I took that step back is when everyone was like, where, where the fuck is D. Kelly uh, now? What happened? He disappeared. Woo-woo. So I kind of like had to rebuild my momentum again because I took, but I needed that for, for my sake and for the sake of uh, my comedy. You know what I mean? Because I wouldn't yeah. be, I wouldn't be the comic now that I am if I didn't take that break. Something that I've heard from people saying is that when they knew they're in trouble is when they are doing comedy and they crush and they don't feel anything and when they do bad, they don't feel anything. Yeah, I mean, it can come in handy. It's a good skill to have, not to feel anything when you do bad. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not, I mean, crushing and not feeling, I've not, not I've had not that had that experience. Oh, good. So I can't, I can't, why would you not like yeah. that? Who doesn't uh, like that? When That's you weird. crush, when you cr- yeah. especially like a comedy works crowd, yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, this is Valhalla. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, you, I mean, that's probably people that headline a lot and they're doing a lot of, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not there yet. That's Maybe good. one day. No, I would want to <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll get there. It. Let's see. <laughs> Getting that shit on. <laughs> Well, nice. Well, what, what uh, you, you got any shows coming up? So, like, like, are you getting like a month, like a week, like every week you're getting a show? Um, September was busy. Uh, I definitely did a lot. I did. You look like down in the springs at Looney's. I did. Uh, yeah, Looney's in Colorado Springs is still man. like doing shows and kicking it. Yeah, they're yeah. Colorado Springs is different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> uh, it's a little different over there. Yeah, um, they don't give a shit about a pandemic. Do they? Do, are they? Are the numbers like good down there? Or they... I guess I don't know. Everyone's. I mean, they they do mass, but then they don't. Is it field mass? Uh, no, it's mass. But then like they took like they did mass coming in, and then they took them off in the showroom kind of thing, uh, where it's like, all right, now we're in. It's good. Everyone closed doors. Yeah. So. And that club's kind of set up as like a dinner theater too, so it's already yeah. kind of so like the, the the theaters that are kind of socially distant were before the pandemic are perfect now. Yeah, they used to be like kind of like a, oh they eat up all the sound and it's kind of a weird show, but 
Um, I've done, I did a show in Parker. I did, uh, some online stuff. Um, I did a show at Mercury Cafe. What was the most fun uh, one you've done since pandemic? What has been the premium pandemic show? Man, I don't know. Uh, probably a couple sets I've had at Mercury were pretty fun. Um, that, it, that out of all the shows I've done felt the most normal. Uh, I did do that one was fun the patio show uh, at Irish Snug. Nice on Colfax. That was fun. That was outside, and uh, we did two shows too. So that was great to yeah. have two shows. That's back awesome. To back. Oh, yeah. the two shows yeah. is always the best feeling ever, right? Just yeah. like I get to do this again. Yeah, and they're both sold out. So that was that was a lot of fun. And then I had a, a couple of fun sets at Mercury Cafe, um, headlining too. So that was good. I did like 30 uh, a couple times. How long did it take you to become a headliner? <sighs> Man, I mean, I still wouldn't even technically call myself a headliner. Right, obviously. like nationally headlining yeah, is different. because I haven't headlined a club, so I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm headlining. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, well, I'll let you know when I get there. All right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we'll have a part two. No, the club, <laughs> like uh, bar shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Man, I don't know. Maybe would you, would six, you seven years, and then. Yeah. But it's been consistent since probably since I got on at uh, Comedy Works. It's been it's been really consistent, and then nice. I'm to the point to where I'm like I'm not doing. Depending on the show, I'm not I'm not really trying to do anything but feature or headline. Sure, but I'll do. You know, it depends on the show. Right, if it's Obviously. like a if it's a murderer's row, yeah. like Conan kind of people. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I'll hop on or an online show or you know what I mean. Yeah. So. Cause I'm getting headline spots, and that's that's the goal. You know, I'm doing third twenty five thirties. That's where I, that's a good place to be if you want to yeah. really headline. And that's probably what you you're know? saying is like, because I feel like there's so many people who are in Denver and all over the nation who could easily headline anywhere. It's just getting in the door to do yeah. it. Yeah, is hard. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, I've definitely had the time. I mean, I've done the time on my album. That's a yeah. that's a headline set. But yeah, it's not ever been. In a club. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you record your album? Salutations. Uh, available now on Spotify. Yeah. Spotify, uh, CD Baby, Salutations, D. Kelly. Um, it was recorded at Laney's. Laney's? Yeah, which is downtown right on 16th, the huge clock tower. Oh, yeah. There's a venue in the basement called Laney's. Nice. Um, right in 16th Street Mall in Denver. Yeah. Nice. And it's a really nice venue. Um, sound is really good. It's... Uh, it looks full, even though it's not, but it can hold, I mean, it, I think it holds over 250, close to 300. Wow. But it'll look full when there's 40, 30 people in there. So it's a great oh. venue if you want to do anything, really, because if you have a small crowd, you can still make it work. Nice. Uh, has low ceilings. Um, sound I mean, that's, real good. that was what was perfect for comedy, right? Yeah. Like, it's so shitty that the perfect thing for comedy is uh, bad for fires and <laughs> yeah. pandemics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. But yeah, it's a really good venue. Um it's almost set up. It, it reminds me kind of Comedy Works feel. Yeah. Um, it's a little more spread out with the seating. Uh, but it's yeah, hard it's, to beat the Comedy Works feel. Yeah, that's perfect. Because th that is yeah. like hardcore design where yeah. there's the ceiling is like a foot away from everyone's head. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. Oh. It doesn't get any better. What do you think there's going to be a gig at Comedy Works again? Downtown? Yeah, downtown. <sighs> it's going to be a while. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't count on it for a while. Um they're doing uh, South Club is open. Because that's more open yeah. in general, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
and yeah, it has the high ceilings and it's, they're doing a really good job down there too, by the way, if you feel, you know, like you're not ready, that is a place where you can dabble because they're doing, I mean, they uh, full face shields, they sanitize everything down to the pins. Like they're very thorough. Nice. Um, I'm glad they got something going, man. Yeah. I love those clubs so much. And yeah. I'm, I hope they own the clubs or something like that by now so they can kind of wait this storm out because the, the smaller venues are just getting. Oh, Wendy, own, Wendy owns Comedy Works. Make no mistake. That is hers. She owns that. You know what I mean? That's her shit. Uh, shout out to like? Wendy Curtis. Yeah, shout out, Wendy. <laughs> I would love to. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I. What did you did you do the uh, new faces talent like new talent night and I mean you knew, you did new what, talent to get night. to get into the door not I knew you, 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 you obviously had to do the new talent night which is like the coordinated like Tuesday night every week you got to show that you're crushing and doing better but did you do the the uh, yeah, the new the, faces competition all the contests yeah. all yeah I've done I mean I've done new faces I lost count how many times I've done new faces uh, I I think I've been to the finals of new faces maybe five times five or six Ooh. times and i've never placed but oh. it's fine i've made it to the finals so it's fine i, don't, I think whatever, if you make it to the finals you won yeah in, that, in those situations yeah that's what they say i mean yeah because it's hard did you go like first you don't get any money no but yeah you won. saw so pretty much everyone that made it to the finals is in the same place except you get money and the they have a belt now that you hold for <laughs> a year until the next one <laughs> but yeah you know, you you get on the radar making it to the finals regardless. It's it's everyone is looked at yeah. the same, you know, kind of in the same pile in that in that finals group. How much has Colorado comedy grown since you've started? Oh man, because uh, Colorado in general has gotten insanely. Yeah, it's it's grown a lot in in the fact that there's there's way more comics, but there's so many more cities doing shows. Fort Collins has a scene. Colorado Springs has a scene. When I started, it was just Denver. And just if you Denver. were Fort Collins or you had to go to Denver, which yep. – and Denver scene was strong. I mean, Josh Blue – we had Josh Blue who just won uh, – who had just won – America's um, Got Talent? No, no, uh, not no. AGT. Uh, uh, last Comic Standing. Yeah, Last Comic. He won Last Comic. It was a big deal. He was the first then, one to do that too, and it was actually a huge show. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the funniest yeah, fucking comics. Great. Yeah, he's great. So yeah. that happened when I started, um, and then all these guys that everyone's uh, looks at now are were were still kind of coming up. Um, mm. You know, they had their their foot in the door more than I did. I had just started, so they were just starting to you know work weekends at Comedy Works and stuff like that. Uh, the Grolix guys, and then um, you know once they kind of did their thing at that group. Uh, mm -hmm. That group thing kind of grew for a while. It's died down now, but there were a lot of groups in Denver. That's what I've noticed. <laughs> it's like people have their like they they make like a, a line in the sand and like these are this is our show area and yeah. like that's what's going to go on. But but we're kind of I'm glad they did it because yeah. the Growlix and but like it, Fine Gentlemen, all yeah. the other people started these shows. That I think that's why you have shows everywhere. Yeah, now. yeah, and they they kind of set that that tone. Um, it was a weird time though in Denver comedy with all the group. It was weird. Weird, like, yeah, it was like, really clicky. Like a real knife fight out uh, there because it went from not being clicky at all to where every sing everybody had to go. There was only a mic a night, so you know, and there might not be, probably six, five to six a week, uh, and that's it. 
So everyone has to go to the same mic. So you literally see everybody on the scene at the same night. Yeah. Uh, there was a spot, 404, which was after uh, Cosmos, Dick Black used to run it, um, called 404. And you would you would literally see everybody from the new guy to Josh Blue would come through. Uh, shit, you will see uh, who, who who's another big guy. Uh that people are like who uh Chris, you know Chris Fonseca? Yeah. Yeah, so he like you would see anybody in there. And it was uh it like, was like a training ground. Um and I think that that part of the scene is what made us grow to get the respect of other scenes with our humor. Totally. I think it's important to have these people who are like headlining great comics come into the shittiest open mic and show some people what's possible. Yeah. Because that's, that's what I love about like Fort Collins going to Denver, too, is yeah. you have these people who are so good coming to do shows. You're like, oh, that, that they can do that's a possible thing. That's something I can do, too, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it was it was great. I mean, I think I was new, and I got to see, I mean, I saw Josh Blue, Lewis Johnson. Uh, it was this little uh, shitty room in Boulder <laughs> um, where all the college kids used to go. It's the same. It's actually where Beer Garden is at. Is it really? It was a different place, though. It was called Redfish. Oh, okay. Same spot, though. No shit. I think it was either there or next, like right next door. But yeah, same same location. Because the uh, B- Boulder Comedy Show at the Beer Garden is one of the most crazy Yeah, it's great. Crazy it's one of the shows. best shows. Um, Brent, yeah, Brent Gill. Shout out Brent Gill. Shout out Brent. Uh, but at the time, he was Brent the Great. The, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah. I heard about that. Which is weird. You know what I mean? Like, I know these guys way back. Like, I remember when you were the great, and now you got to pop his show. But he was they were running an open mic. Him and Dick Black used to run an open mic, and it was an open mic up there. And uh, I saw, man, who did I see? I saw Josh Blue. I saw Ron Ferguson. Like, all these old guys who were, you know, they're moving. Yeah. So to see them coming up like now it's a little more rare to see like some of these guys right at mics at an open mic these are just mics that we're talking about and mm-hmm. you would see every squire squire lounge was man that's you would get people nationally coming into squire because they heard it was so hard that's what's crazy that yeah. is what's the, the buzz that happens around it and i think it's yeah. because the the i think it all starts from comedy works being just the like one of the best shows you can go to and that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's definitely one of the top clubs in the country, easily. Totally. Um, as far as like the reception you get from the audience and the things you can talk about and how free you can be on stage. Yeah, they don't. That's what I love about their new talent night is they're just like, how many laughs you getting? Uh, how are you? Are you laugh? Made them laugh? Are you yeah. original? Do I like looking at you? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, shout out Deacon for the checklist. Yeah, man. Deacon Gray. Deacon Gray has a, I, I remember seeing that checklist too, where it's like, oh, this all makes so much sense. And there's no way I would have been able to got any of this without someone just kind of handing that knowledge off to you. Yeah. It's so important to have. Yeah, no, it's great. He had a good system going. Um, and they just, you know, they just keep it going. So it, it works. Uh, it can be frustrating. I get it. Uh, all you young comics out there, like, what the fuck that list? Uh <laughs> but it's worth it if you want quality stage time like if you look at it like this is a great place where i can get better you're not gonna get rich i'm gonna tell you right now you're not finna make a lot of money uh at comedy works that's not how it works (laughs) that's just not how it goes like you're not there's it's not money works yeah it's comedy works. yeah yeah (laughs) but if you want to get better and also if you want to challenge too, do the south club 
Uh, oh, I love when, yeah. Whenever we open back up, because that will that's going to test you. People always talk about downtown, but that South Club. It's suburban uh, houses coming, and yeah. they're like they don't know all these hip new things that the like the clicks might like because something you could do at, a, at like a bar that crushes with all the youths, and yeah. then you take that to the South Club, and they're like, we don't know. Yeah, what, we hate you. Yeah, we, <laughs> we hate, we're rich we hate and you. we hate you. <laughs> Totally. Uh, but no, it's actually, it's, it's, it's got a lot younger out there over the years. Um, when they first opened, whoo. <laughs> was it, yeah. Ooh. What were those shows like? <laughs> Talk about South Parker. That was, <laughs> that was rough. Dude, I did a show at Parker a couple weeks ago yeah. to five people and I was like, oh, oh this is, that sucks. this is love. That sucks. Yeah. I did one and it was a lot of people. It was great. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to do the show tonight, dude. Are you excited to go? I, out to, I what, am. What do you think of Loveland? Uh, Loveland, Colorado. You no, know, Loveland. I've been I've been to Loveland before. Um, I like Loveland. I've always had fun shows in Loveland. Nice. We'll see. I work there. It's a it's an interesting town. Yeah. Yeah. I make bronze sculptures down there. Oh wow. Yeah, because it's like the sculpture capital of the world. Wait, what? Loveland is? Yeah, not the world of U.S. Of, wow. Yeah. There's okay. Shitload of sculpture. There's two foundries. Huh. Yeah. So people, there's like a market, a large market. They're buying them up, or not now. <laughs> yeah. <that's how> much... <laughs> Business is not booming. We make mostly Jesus too. Okay. Uh, and they're not flying off the shelves right now, which they, you'd think they would, but <sighs> not a lot of churches being built. No, they're kind of holding on to their yeah, dough. Yeah, they're waiting right mm-hmm. now. Uh. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Nice. Remember, like when we did, we did the Longmont show, you, you I saw you looking up on your phone, like I'm trying to see what's what 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 Longmont's all about, so you could like open with a joke about them. Yeah, was it like was it like a Lego? Uh, something? Yeah, they had a Lego <laughs> convention that night. Um, <laughs> we, was that? it uh, not what well, not Longmont? What is that city? Uh, damn, Lafayette. Lafayette behind Boulder, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they had a Lego convention that night, and it was I had a blast doing that. That was fun. <laughs> That's badass. <laughs> Legos. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that tonight. I don't know. I'll see how I feel. <laughs> open with that Lego bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, when I, when I, I remember uh, one time uh, I was opening for uh, John Novosad at, at a show, and he, I, I told him like one of my favorite jokes of his, and he's like, oh, I'll open with that. And he opened with it, and it bombed so hard. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. That's why, <laughs> man, I like John. John, man, one of the OGs of of Denver, man. He's uh, he's every he's been everywhere. He's done he's done it all. He's um, I can't I don't know one person that doesn't like him too. Yeah, he's great. He's great, man. And he's not. He has no fear. It's great. I mean, at that point, why would you? You know, it's like I don't give a shit. I've done this for twenty years. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, man. That's that's comedy. What was your what were your influences growing up? Because you definitely had this love for stand up, but what was the thing that you were like, oh, that that, man, that I, is my shit? I never thought I would do stand up, man. I wasn't like one of those people. Who was like, oh, I'm gonna be a stand up when I grow up. <laughs> Hell no, <laughs> that shit came late. Uh, when I was like, I don't know, man, I started thinking about it maybe 20, 19, 20, yeah. maybe. What did you think you wanted to be? What, what did you? What were you thinking before? Man, I was an athlete. Man, I ran. I was running track in college, and that was life. That's that was it. Like that's all I cared about. I didn't track. Think, yeah, track in school. What did you run? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I ran hurdles, four hundred hurdles. Nice. Yeah. Um, 
I did shot put discus. Okay. And I played college football for a week. Okay. Yeah. One week? Yeah, one week. Dang. And then I herniated two discs, oh. and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll do art. That's <laughs> not fun. No. Yikes. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I was running. That's kind of how I got into comedy, too. My, I had a coach that made us do sketches for a team building thing. <laughs> And uh, I we didn't want to do it. Came down to it. I improvised a thing, and um, did you I, crush? I got laughs. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like a talk show, and I did like this crazy Indian accent and rap like a <laughs> I rap like a scarf around my head. It was hella racist, but <laughs> the shit was funny. Uh, and did this Indian? I was this Indian talk show host, and then all my other teammates had like these characters. Uh, we had a French guy on our team, so he was like the foreign French guy. Awesome, then, really, uh, really leaning into it. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, one one of my teammates had a Halloween mask, so we we made the French guy have a pet beast. <laughs> so there was a French guy with this pet beast for us. I was like, it was okay. stupid stuff. But yeah, I was like the host, and I just improved, and uh, that's how I got hooked. That was the the hook line and sinker because mm-hmm. I hadn't been thinking about it, but then I got in front of that audience. And uh, you gained energy yeah. from the audience. And it was like, I think it was like this girl that I liked that was laughing. I was like, oh, yup, this is it right here. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck. Oh, uh, because you found that thing that's like, oh, even girls like, this? yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, because yeah, she wasn't laughing when you were hurdle, doing hurdles, no, nah, no, nah, or nothing. She just, no, yeah, <laughs> no kind of like, you know, you look for something like, mm-hmm. uh, should I, should I pursue this or do I let it go? Yeah, nothing. That, Until that night, I was like, "Oh, okay, there's some there." All right, um, but the, yeah, then I started, uh, I started thinking about it, writing or whatever. Then you went to church, crush. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't think I've heard anyone do a church set as their first set. That's kind of that's ballsy. Yeah, I mean, I, what do I know? I don't know any. I didn't know, so yeah, do whatever. I, I mean, when you first yeah. start out, you're just like, "What? What? Yeah. You think it's just like, okay, well, you go on Conan, yeah. and then you do really well." <laughs> and then you just do clubs. Yeah. But there's all, it's such a crazy yeah, lane. Yeah, you never know. Um, yeah, I did a bunch of church shows. A lot. I did a few after that. I did a, we did another sketch thing, like a gong show thing. Did you bring back the old character? I did. I think, <laughs> I think did. I brought back that same guy <laughs> and they ate it up. <laughs> right on. Uh, uh, would you ever bring him back again? Uh, I have a joke that I don't do anymore that has, that has certain Indian accent <laughs> where I'm talking about a job I used to have and they call they would call on the phone customer support and it is a fun accent yeah let me tell you I mean I, I'll, I've never done it but and it's very real <laughs> if you talk to people from India like I did at my job you will learn how to do it but yeah that's that's how I got started. That's uh, you, and you still you still like it. That's that's what I love hearing is like people when I because I see all these headliners around Colorado who and like all over who are they're fucking sixty five years old and they're still getting on stage. I'm like okay, yeah. I mean you have to learn how to you got to learn that though because it's not gonna just happen. No, you will get better if you let it. You know I yeah. know there's I mean you know some we all know them. Oh yeah, and there's a lot. Mm-hmm. And they. You know they love it, but they also they, it's like this love hate kind of thing. I think the day you start not being thankful that you're just there on stage, right, is when you're like, right, you just, you, <laughs> right. You just look at these people, like look at these fucking peasants. Just yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's when it's bad. Yeah, yeah. Don't let that happen. No, no. But you you just have to figure out how to 
find that find the joy in the the process you know that's the hardest part what's more fun than getting a new joke that works like really well (sighs) nothing and telling it the first Mm -hmm. time oh when it crushes the first time oh yeah but there's also that dual sword where it's like oh this sucks that's not good yeah or you know most i i don't know for me i feel like for a lot of people it's true but that first time is always great and then that second third fourth time you're like damn this shit is not working the same (laughs) so then you get back into that process of like writing again and fi- trying to figure it out that's always so weird when it's like that crushed yeah. once yeah. and now it just never it happens more often than not i know yeah. yeah for sure for me i don't know i can't speak for everybody but yeah that definitely happens to me a lot and i think it just has to do with the uh, a lot of delivery you know it's kind of it kind of seems off the cuff that first time mm-hmm. and then that second time it's like all right now i'm telling a joke yeah, yeah. And there's like, there's you. Have, I feel like it's when I you someone who's super good at comedy, it looks like they're always telling the joke for the first time. Yeah, that's that's what you want to try to do. I yeah. guess that's a, that's a good goal, mm-hmm. you know. Especially when you start doing longer sets. Oh yeah, because if I you sound it. mechanical, it's gonna get old soon. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. start hate, when you start hating your jokes. Yeah. I, I mean, how many jokes? How many minutes have you retired? Yeah, total. Oh me? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, a couple hours, two, three hours, maybe. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I've got no like notebooks and notebooks, That's especially when I first I used to write. I would fill notebooks up and just really. Yeah, most of it is shit. <laughs> like I don't. I'm more quality now instead of quantity. Yeah, you know. But at least you were writing because I feel like yeah. I, for the for the first couple like the like, first year of stand up, I was like, I'm just gonna try and say, I, I thought of something funny. I'm just go try it. Yeah, and boy, <sighs> I di- I did that. And that's, you know, you bomb a few times. You're like, all right, I need to figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't like bombing. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't either. I, yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Figure it out. What was the worst bomb oh, you ever had man. in your life, man? So many. I don't know. A uh, homeless dude talking about, or not a home, uh, 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 a dude in a wheelchair talking about my shoes. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> that was a bomb and a heckle at the same time. That's always, they're always... They always involve hecklers for me. Really? Um, you just don't know how to dance with them or like they're just... No, just sometimes the momentum's not there and then you throw a heckler in and it's like, fuck, all right, now I got to deal with this shit. Yeah. I was trying to dig out of this other hole. Now I have to deal with this and, and try holes. to dig out. Yeah. Um, but I usually, you know, I don't... Like bomb bombing a whole set is hard. It's hard, Yeah. Because even if they get a point, you can just go like, boy, this is not working. Yeah, huh? like, I'll usually bail or do something. I'll, I'll usually get out on a kind of a high note, and then I'm out. I'm out of here. But, yeah, I've definitely had, you know, you get those chunks, like 10 minutes of just trash, and you're like, fuck, how do I get out of here? <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember the, one of the worst times, like my bomb, the worst bomb I ever had was quick. It was a quick bomb. But it hurt. Those it are was, the best. Oh, it was it was good, but it was it was the con. It was one of these shows where it was a one liner like versus show. Yeah. And it one comic did a one liner, and they all laughed. And I was supposed to be my one liner, and like you advanced to the next thing, and my yeah. one liner bombed Bombs. so hard because there's like a hundred people there. Yeah. So you go from <laughs> laughter to fucking shoot. <laughs> those are always fun. The one liner shows. Those are those are tough bombs because you're like, oh, I had one chance. Yeah, and I'm out of here. It's yeah. like a swing, and then you, if the, yeah. they don't laugh, it's just, <laughs> it's they hard, swing yeah. back. <laughs> Those are tough. Uh, most of mine involve marijuana shows. Those are not good for me. Oh, you you can't do the marijuana and um, and, and hop on the mic. No, no. When 
it's like a, a smoke room where oh, they're smoking. Where they're yeah. zonked. Yeah. Those are tough. Uh, dab that energy is. Did you do the dab I lounge? did. I had, I actually did. I had fun there though that night. I had a good show that night. That's uh, witchcraft if you can make a room full of people who are on 100% yeah. power THC laugh. Yeah. And, uh, but the other one with the, with the dude in the wheelchair that was, uh, Snapchatting my shoes while he was talking about me <laughs> in the middle of my set. Yeah, that was a weed show too, and it was hard. It was a hard bomb because they're, like, they're they're laughing in their heads. Yeah, and I was doing like thirty, I think it was like so. There was like ten in there that was I was fighting. I was fighting. Oh, man. Yeah, it was tough. It was a tough set. I opened my opener didn't hit, and then. I got him back, and then I lost him again, and then I got heckled, and then I kind of got him back a bit. Like it oh. was, it was rough. What is it about weed? I think weed is just they, they, I because it happened to me when I'm just high and I'm watching something funny. I'm like, hmm. yeah, I don't. I laugh in my head. I don't laugh um, out. It's it's a something about it when everyone is doing it at the same time. I think uh, as long when you have pockets, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or if there's alcohol involved, but at smoke lounges they can't drink, so you have no alcohol, all weed, no alcohol, plus the room is smoky. So people that don't even smoke weed that came just for the show are high. It's, it's not. Good. It's hard to keep their attention yeah, span too, because I, I, you, you have a joke starting about like, oh, I, I went to the I went to the supermarket, and like, oh, I need to get groceries, and they just start thinking in their head, and they're not even thinking about the bit. Yeah, no, that does happen. You just have to. I, I've learned that the pace is a lot slower at weed shows. It's just. Take your time and yeah. don't necessarily look for the the vocal laugh because you might not get it. Look for the you got to look for the eyes and and the, like a little bit of smile. Just a bunch of yeah. comatose just smiles. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you'll you'll do the show and think everyone hated it, but they all love it because they're all high and they can't you know what I mean they can't tell you. That's pretty unique to Colorado having a weed show. Yeah. I've yep. only done weed shows in Colorado and Toronto. Those are the two places where they're like, I, I wanted to. I was going to do Seattle nice. for the hilarious comedy festival, but yeah. then the pandemic hit, and they're like, Hey, don't ever come here. Okay, like, All right, sorry. Wow, there's one that. What is it at the Church of Cannabis? That apparently they do. A, you do a set, and then you smoke and do another set. Those are fun. I've heard that show is really good. Nice. I've heard good things about that show. Um, but yeah, most of the Wii shows I wouldn't recommend unless you want to challenge. It's good for the work. Oh yeah. Do you did you do you ever go on stage high? Yes. Do you never do you never not? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Both. I've Both. I've learned to do whatever now at this point. Just whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll I can get through my set. I've done a lot of sets on things, so <laughs> <laughs> so I've learned. Yeah. But I, I've been taken out before. Oh, yeah. uh, and I I know my limit, you know, I'm not going to yeah. go too far. I won't have yeah. more than two beers and, well, that's not true. I won't have more than three beers and I won't, I won't go deep into the hills with marijuana because it could, doesn't it just get to a point where you just start like, like thinking too much about like everyone looking at you? Sometimes. Yeah. That's the, that's the, that's the risk. <laughs> that's the risk you take. <laughs> the if judgment. You oh. Get high and do comedy. <laughs> um, but you got to understand the. We did a lot of drugs coming up, like back in the back back in the, you know. Yeah, the early little, the early, Denver, early days. Denver days. It was kind of people would be on acid doing comedy, and yeah, it was intense. Like I'd be like, I can't do that, but that's pretty we cerebral. Would, yeah, we would drink a lot, and 
Yeah. That's crazy. It's cool hearing. Something. I love hearing stories about the old Denver <laughs> day, the old Denver days. Yeah. Oh man, people would be fucked up doing shows. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Like <laughs> a lot. Like on air. Because think about it, you have one show that night. Everyone's there. You're waiting for a long fucking time to get oh, on stage. Yeah. So is that what the clickiness was kind of shitty? Is like you're going like 40th on the list or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Oh. For sure. And so you're waiting. Yeah, some of those three months, hours. Yeah. But it, it used to kind of go. Uh, I liked it back in the day. It used to kind of go by your your level, not necessarily like your friends or whatever, but you kind of, you know, if you got that respect, then you could bump some people. Yeah. You know, but you had to earn it. You know, it wasn't like, oh, this is my friend, so I'm putting them on. There was never really any favorites. Yeah. Yeah. I like when it polices itself like that where it's not favorites. It's yeah. this person crushes and they're going to keep the audience here and I get paid by how many people get drinks. Yeah. So they're going to do this. Yeah. And, I mean, it was a lot smaller scene. So, you know, the growth is good, though. We're getting we get national recognition now. So yeah. No one knew. We were nobodies back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I lo- That's what I love, too, is yeah. I feel like... Colorado comedy is going to just kind of explode, especially now with everyone like New York and L.A. being fucked for shows. Yeah. People oh, yeah. are moving inland. Yeah. It's good, dude. Yeah, no. I mean, we have a good rep going in the in the country already, man. Um, we got a comedy club opening for Collins. Yeah, that's huge. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, we'll see what happens. Do you have any, any uh, do you have any, like, pupils in comedy? Anyone you take under your wing? Um... No, I wouldn't say official, but you know, there's a few guys I, I'll give little tidbits here and there. Um, uh, Elon Stribling uh, is a guy I like. I started um, with him. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a Fort Collins guy when he first started, right? Yeah. Mostly keep my distance. I'm not like scooping people up. Like I'll be your mentor. Come here, yeah. I'll be your That's mentor. Really like, how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like no, if I see something, I'll be like, look, do this or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Nothing. I'm not, you know, because I, I feel like I'm from a school. Like, you kind of got to figure this shit out. Like, I can't tell you everything. No mm. one can tell you. You just no. have to. You got to get out there, man. You got to just dive in sometimes. And that's the only way you're going to learn. Because even though people can tell you, you still might not get it until you finally figure it out yourself. So, yeah, you know, giving advice is, I'll take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, and I would only take advice from people I respect too, because you can you can get advice from people. Yeah, uh, person I started with, one of the first people I started talking to in comedy was French accent. Oh yeah, French yeah, yeah, accordion. Yeah, everyone hates him now. <laughs> I haven't seen him in so long. I might have saw him once or twice. Uh but yeah, I I do remember. Yeah, I remember getting advice from him, and I was like, I don't know if this is right. I don't know. If- yeah. Hey, I yeah, we had a guy. There's a couple guys like that in the old scene that would. Yeah, well, tell me about <laughs> the crazy fuckers from the old scene. I would love uh, to hear stories. Man, I don't know if I should because some of them are still around. Uh, okay, let's just. just uh, you don't have to say their names. Just oh, like, oh uh, man, just there was things. a bunch of crazy fucking. There was a dude who always used to try to fight. Uh, he was always fighting comics at mics. Really? Yeah. Just, just <laughs> like your, your joke fucking, fucking sucks and just goes up. Ass fucking. <laughs> uh, Gangster ass black dude. He used to be funny as shit though. He was funny. <laughs> and but he didn't work. You know what I mean? He mm. would just like show up and just be funny. He was he would roast people in like outside the mic and just he was fucking crazy. Always trying to fight and shit. Just one of those dudes who like doesn't give a shit and that plays into the comedy really well too. Oh, nice. Man, there was a lot of characters, dude. We could <laughs> so many. Uh 
There was a guy who was bitter. This motherfucker was sitting Everybody, he was sitting at the mic and look at everybody. And like, you can see it in his face, you know. He's just like, I hate that joke. And then he would go up and eat shit every <laughs> single, like he would never do a good joke ever. He would bomb from start to finish every time. And he did comedy forever. And But he was a bitter... <laughs> bitter bitch he would just sit in the back and talk shit i feel like those people who are super bitter and critical over people yeah. are also super critical over their own shit and they oh, can I'm never sure. get like something going yeah i mean and he just wasn't funny like some people just you're not funny man mm. stop but hey it's an outlet yeah if it's therapy for you great yeah all i ask is stay out of the way <laughs> yeah don't like you ruin the show yeah, don't yeah. fuck it up that's um, funny yeah, I love. I love. We used to have a. There was a guy in the Boulder scene who would do acid and try and take his pants off. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, there's ton, there's always those guys that come through. Because uh, the open mics kind of like are the the last net of society where they'll catch like those those stragglers. Yeah. No, it really is. It really is. If you want to see some desperate shit, go to an open mic. No, like first of like divorce. Yeah. They're either going if they're if they're they're if they're, they want they're, they're civil people. They'll go to improv classes. <laughs> If they're not, and they're on their last leg, they'll go to an open mic. <laughs> yep, there it is. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, the, the the guys that always surprised me were the ones that would bomb every time. Like every, okay, we all have our nights. You know, anybody's number could get called. There's no one that could not bomb at you. I don't care who the fuck you are. You can get in front of some people and they won't like you. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you're Chappelle or whoever, it could happen. And... You know, you get through it, and your next set is usually better. Mm -hmm. But those people that bomb every single time. If you've bombed 10 times in a row, it's yes. time to go to the drawing Why? board. Either quit or yeah. go to the drawing board. Why are board. you doing this? Yeah. Are you not writing? What are you do You're just not funny. But some people, I feel like that's the point where it's their, that's their social environment. That's where they go to be social, and they feel like they have to punch their ticket to go on stage. I mean, what about if you bomb and no one likes you? Ooh. Then what? <laughs> Why are you here? That's a good point. <laughs> like no one wants to hang out with you, and you yeah. bomb all the time, bro. It's time to take uh, improv classes because you yeah. pay to be there. You, and you should try theater or something. This is not <laughs> their, theater. Is so <laughs> they're so what is it like supportive? They're yeah. like, oh, you did great. Yeah. Great show. Yeah. Even though it was dog shit. Yeah. Great show. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Would you ever do improv? Uh, I did improv. Did you? You yeah, did improv? Where? I was in an improv group in college. We did shows. Uh, it was like an improv comedy. Not not like. Uh, well, I, I was in theater too a little bit uh, in college when I transferred schools. This was before the track event. No, this is after track. Oh, so but this is like me it. trying to figure out what I need, what I could take to graduate because I transferred so many schools. I ended up at Colorado State. Uh, I wanted to do theater. I'm like, well, it's the closest thing to comedy. You Let's did, do you did theater. CSU? Yeah. Dude, I, I graduated the, from there. I did the same thing. I did some theater there. Yeah, I did a few. But there was this uh, improv group on campus that where we just meet up on your own or whatever. And I did that. Because there was literally no stand-up in Fort Collins when I was there. Nope. There wasn't. I was the only comic. I think me, uh, this one new guy and this other guy that like dabbled. Yeah. And that was it in the whole city. There was 
No comics. Uh, Bob Gaudet was the first person to bring comedy to Hody's Half Note like ten yeah. years ago. Yeah, and that Hody's, was the first. Yeah. That was the fuse. He came from like New York. Yeah, and he brought it, and, he's and like, it was an open mic. Like mm-hmm. you could go play guitar there too. It wasn't just comedy. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, so I would drive to Denver for shows uh, every weekend. I'd come down on like Friday or Saturday or something. I would at least do two a week, and then I would do like improv during the week. It was fun. Did you get something out of it? Was it worth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was fun. And we did real shows. Like, we did shows. So it oh, wasn't, nice. It wasn't like uh, just you go practice all the time and mm-hmm. shit. Like, we actually did a few performances. And that's what I've noticed about the improv. The difference between improv and stand-up is you're like, when you get something in improv, it's like, oh, I found the thing that's funny. Let's play with that thing. Yeah. But in stand-up, it's like you're alone and you're orchestrating the funny. Yeah. You got to create it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Improv is easier. Yeah, oh, then totally. stand up no. for sure, and you have a whole team to help you, and like, it was, but it's it was like a fun little thing to do. Mm-hmm. Would you know. rather bomb with an improv troupe or bomb by yourself and stand up? Oh, with the improv troupe, really? Yeah, you can just leave. Oh, I don't know. I I've bombed pretty hard. Uh, doing improv? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't. I wasn't into. I did like two shows, and then I was out. I did some. I did some at Denver at that old improv theater uh, that closed down, and I feel like. I'd rather bomb and stand up because if I bomb and stand up, it's just so bad that I'm like, okay, I can change, I can fix this. But when you bomb with a group that you know is not going to do better, it's like, oh yeah. no, <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, n- no. There's we, more people on stage. It's yeah, like, oh, we all blew it so much. That's that tough. We, yeah. No, they were actually really good. Uh, nice. The, the group I was in, they were. I learned a lot. Um, and I was doing acting stuff a little bit. I like theater one and two. Let yeah. me not get two. I didn't do plays or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, I took theater one and two, and then um, did acting feel weird to you? No, no. no I had to do like I did one serious scene. I was like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. Yeah, he's like, you need to feel. You need to feel. Okay, your wife just died, and you need to feel yeah, that you emotion. Feel that I was like, shit. I don't really yeah. want to feel that. <laughs> Can we just be funny? No, I thought it was fun. I thought it was. I did. Uh, that's shit. I got. I got a joke from from doing that. Yeah. that I still use. Yeah. Because I, I noticed in your stand up, you do a lot of act outs. Yeah. And that's that's just kind of develop. I, that it didn't start that way. No. I had to grow to get to that. Were you like a one liner guy? No, nah, not one liner, but just like short jokes. Yeah. Kind of short stories, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I went through a lot of phases. I went through a one line phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, that didn't last very long. <laughs> just got bored. And then I used to do like I would do like a set. I would do like a set, and then have like a one line segment, and then do a set. Which I'm, I mean, I don't really write one liners. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of unless just I have to. Yeah. Nice. Like I'll do it for a show, but I'm not. And I can turn some of my jokes into one liners, mm-hmm. but I'm not a one line comic. What was your favorite show you ever did? My favorite show I've ever ever, ever oh, done. Shit, ever done, dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's a few. There's a few. Uh, one uh, opened. I was hosting at the Denver Improv for Eddie Griffin. Oh, nice! And it was sold out, standing room only. You met Eddie Griffin? Yeah, he's he's a cool dude. He's the best. Yeah, I worked with him uh, that whole weekend. That was a there was a contest. And I won, and that was my prize. I got the host two weekends, Eddie Griffin, and then the next one was John Witherspoon. <laughs> and those were my first club MC spots. That must have been fucking wild, man. Yeah, that shit was crazy. And they were both sold out. Eddie Griffin's was standing room, so people were standing in the aisle. There were so wow. many people in there. Yeah. 
And then I, you know, I was just smashing. And it was like that all weekend. It was crazy. I've had, oh, uh, we did a show at, that was, that's actually, <laughs> and it's weird. It's actually in one of my top sets, uh, opening at the South Club for Steve-O. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah, on. yeah. I was emceeing, which is, you know, yeah. it's kind of like set, at, at, the, at Comedy Works, it's kind of like your own kind of little thing. You kind of stand on your own and you're not. I mean, you're part of the show, but you're also, you work for the club, you're you know, so something. like yeah. you're doing your own thing. So it's like you do the host job and then you do 10. It was sold out and they, his crowd loved me. I was like, I don't know. They, they, yeah. Sometimes you just get in those crowds that just like get your comedy. They mm -hmm. understand you, everything you say. Those are the best shows because you don't have to explain. They're just like, oh, we get it already. Any other time you're kind of fighting, not fighting, but you're trying to see who you can get. You're trying to win them over. Yeah, you're trying to win them over. But when you have an audience that you've won over, yeah, it's there's nothing like. And Comedy Works that that whole the South Club holds over 450 people. And if that's packed, and it was packed, so it's a balcony. And so down there, when it's full, when it's sold out, you get like this double tap of of roarous laughter. So you'll hear the bottom, and then you'll get the balcony that comes in. So it's like it's, huge roaring waves that you just kind of i don't know you just kind of ride it out and it's it's a lot of fun the adrenaline rush of that yeah. shit must be yeah insane. it's crazy uh steve-o's one uh one night this one people are gonna be like what the fuck uh <laughs> uh it was a contest night new faces or team i can't remember it was either i think it was team it was a team contest um and we had mudflat mcgrew on our show Packed that bitch out, sold out South Club. That crowd was hot too, and it was like, he, and people say what you want, but that dude's a good comic, uh, yeah. and he he crushes his audience. And that night, but everybody killed. It was like the contest night. He killed harder. He was headlining, but yeah, everyone that went up killed that night. And it was that was my first time doing a sold out show at Comedy Works South Club, and it was. There was nothing like it. I was like, oh, I, I like this club now, you know, because you kind of you, you kind of hate it for a while, mm -hmm. but you get you get into it and uh, it's fun. I like it now. I like the challenge. I like I like the payoff. It's definitely worth it more down there. You get more genuine laughs. I think totally uh, downtown. They lie to you sometimes. It's cut. You're cutting butter downtown. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, that wasn't that funny. You guys are fucking lying. Mm -hmm. Shut the hell up. <laughs> like. Well, hey, man, we got to get to the show. So yeah, man. thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. D. Kelly, everyone. Let's hear it for D. Very funny dude. Check out his album on Spotify. Salutations on Spotify. Very funny album. Uh, also, uh, give Goof and Gaston a follow on Instagram. Uh, that's pretty much uh, Instagram. is the only thing you fucking need. Uh, Twitter's scary. Uh, Facebook's for my grandpa. So, Goof and Gaston on Instagram. And, yeah, keep listening to the pod. Tell your friends and subscribe. Fucking everything. Love you guys. Thanks for coming over to my... <laughs> See you later. <laughs> <laughs>